Hey guys, and I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. We're in the month of July. That's right, mid-summer of 2021 right now. And I am so excited, y'all, that summer is almost coming to an end. Yes, I did say that. Um, And that my kids are getting ready to go back to school in a matter of five weeks. So I'm stoked. Summer's been a blast, but I'm ready to get a little more structure and kick into gear for what the remaining of this year for 2021 has in store for all of us. As you guys know, on every single podcast that we have, we usually have a guest, a friend of mine that I've come to know through an acquaintance, other friends, maybe saw on social media, or the Lord just simply directed our paths. But we like to have people come on this show who we've developed a friendship relationship with so you guys can hear about what's going on in their life and their world and what they're doing. Today, I have none other than our dear friends, John and Carolina Romick. John and Carolina have been married for almost five years. They are ordinary and Colombian couple with an extraordinary passion for missions. Carolina is a graphic designer with an emphasis in communication and has a design studio where she handles hundreds of clients from all around the world. John is a missionary kid with a degree in business administration, formerly a youth pastor and now an online campus pastor. Together, they have started I Am Help, a missions organization that looks to raise funds and awareness for missionaries all around the world. Through missions, they have found a purpose that has brought them together like never before. Will you please welcome and give it up for my guest today on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast, John and Carolina. Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. We are kicking it off here in the deep south. Kind of already told you guys earlier a little bit about today's guest. I'm so excited that they are here with us here and we are just chilling and we're having coffee and some ice water and we're all sitting around kind of watching this rainy, possibly sunny weather coming out. Who knows what today holds, but I'm so excited for you to meet today's guest. This is John and Carolina Romick, and we are so excited that they are here on the podcast today. Um, You guys know that every time we go live on the podcast that I kind of like you guys to get to know our guests. And so we're going to give them um, some questions to answer here in a second. John, Carolina, thank you guys so much for being here today on the show Straight Talk with Hope. Um, I'm so excited to kind of get to know you guys better and hear from you and what you're doing. Um, are you guys ready for these questions? Yes. yes. <laughs> Hello to everyone. And thank you for having us on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. I'm so stoked. Okay. So question number one, what is you guys favorite kind of coffee? So we are from Colombia, and so we kind of like are obligated to say Colombian coffee because it's <laughs> it's our number one export of the country uh, after flowers, uh, I think. Uh, but to be fair, I enjoyed like African coffee and specifically Ethiopian coffee. We uh, I've had the possibility of being there a couple of times, and every time I've been to Ethiopia, their coffee is just like rock my world. It's yeah. been amazing. And so that's that's my favorite coffee. But I know Carolina is different. 
Yes, I don't drink coffee. Okay. So so what's your like favorite beverage then that you like? Oh, uh, I love fruit infusions. That's okay. what, what I do. And in Colombia, it's so common and so easy because we have every type of food every time of the year. So fruit infusions will be mine. But I will say Colombian coffee is the best. Yeah. And not only because of the flavor and the characteristics of the of flavor of our beans, but because of the people and the culture yeah. that our coffee represents. I really love that. Yeah. yeah. So is the Colombian coffee like strong, rich, has a fl certain flavor or how would y'all describe it? Well, they say uh, like the best coffee is grown in higher elevations. And so Colombia, we have, we have from like snow cap mountains, is that how you say it? Snow yeah. Mountains with snow on top <laughs> yeah. to, to the beaches. Yeah. And so we have like all the elevations and with all the elevations, we have like all the different types of like growing soil. And so that's what makes Colombian coffee different too, is because yeah. we have coffee from all the elevations and fun little fact about Colombia. And I mean, we obviously love it. So we're biased, but uh, <laughs> in, in Colombia, there's no seasons because we're so close to the equator. Wow! So it's always like spring season. So that's what Carolina was saying. Like you can always grow something in Colombia at any time. time. I and did not know that. Yeah. Because we don't have, I mean, if anything, there's like months where it rains more than others. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's always the same temperature. So, the temperature only changes based on your elevation. So if you want cold weather, you go up the mountain. If you want hot weather, you go down the mountain. Wow. And that's it all year round because wow. of how close we are to the equator. That is so cool. I love that. It's like you got the best of both worlds, the snow cap mountains and then like the beach too. It sounds like yeah. amazing. There's place. actually a beach and it's the city called Santa Marta where from the beach you could see the snow-capped mountains yeah. i guess that's so cool. only one in the world yeah you can see the beach and you have the same town yeah. and it's cool because usually the air comes from the ocean to yeah. the beach but because of the way it's made that you actually have cold air coming from down the mountain out to, to the beach. beach and so there's no waves because of it so it's kind of like this just like big like pool Still water with cold oh. air coming oh from gosh. behind it's very interesting. Yeah. Yes. We will invite everyone to Colombia. <laughs> Just let us know. Who wants to go? Sign <laughs> me up. I'm there. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Question number two would be what, this is kind of like a deeper question. So we can do like fun questions, but deep questions too. Um, and everybody always laughs when we ask this because you're like, wow, I really have to think about this question. Um, what would you have told yourself five years ago? in this current season that you are in? Like if you could go back in time five years ago, what would you tell yourself right now? Uh, like of what we will be living five years from now, I guess. Like if I, if I go back 2016 is like yeah. 2021, watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's this, so, okay. So, hey, John. Um, hey, John. Hey John. <laughs> this is gonna happen. Yes. So 2020 is gonna be quite a spectacular year. <laughs> yes. Learn to cough inwardly, and it'll save you a lot of like bad looks from people. Uh, get used to breathing through a mask. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, so 
well, what I would tell myself it was one like learn to I don't know I, I'm I'm a dreamer mm-hmm. by by trade and, yeah. and like from birth and so I'm always looking ahead to what like can be all the time yeah so I would tell myself is like I mean it's cool to still dream and everything but also learn to appreciate what you're living now and not always be like anticipating what's to come and forget to just you know to just have fun with the now yeah so so like for example 2020 was weird because we found like i found myself working at amazon at ftw6 which is like a warehouse it's like famous in dallas for like just the constant work and everything and i hated it but like when i reminisce about it like we still had great times during like that summer and you know we would come and then we would like go walk and actually found a coffee shop right by where we lived and it was actually fun we it was like it was so fun we almost bought a puppy like that's how (laughs) and so like when i think (laughs) when i think about it it was like you know it wasn't that bad but while i was going through it like i thought it was hell sure and and so it's like no i mean you know just like take it for what it is and you know try to like live it out and have more fun than just than just expecting the next thing like i was always always looking like you know when am i gonna go out when am i gonna leave when it's gonna open again like god when is your provision gonna come yeah and like he provided all throughout that like there was miracles all throughout that so i would just tell myself is like you know just i mean dream and everything and keep doing that but also like live the day-to-day and learn to enjoy the day-to-day because it's it's better than you think it is Mm, so good i love that I will tell myself that the will of God, it's good, it's pleasant, and it is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, It is so easy to say it, but so hard to believe it. Mm -hmm. So five years ago, we were preparing to get married. Yeah. And all what I was thinking was, I love John. He's the man. Of yes. my dreams, yeah. I want to build a family with Amen. him, but I don't <laughs> want to be in ministry. Sure, and I don't want to do anything about that. Yeah, um, because I thought that the will of God for me wouldn't bring joy. Mm. Because I never wanted, because of so many things that I saw during sure. my life, and yeah. because I didn't understand it mm-hmm. so well, I always tried to run away from ministry. Mm. And I always refused to ask God what he had for me in ministry because I was afraid that I didn't like his will. Yeah. So when we got married, John was working at his dad church and he was a youth pastor (laughs) almost for 10 years. 10 years (laughs) in that moment. Yeah. Um, and I always tell him like, I will support you and everything, but I have my design studio and I'll keep my track on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to do anything yeah. with ministry. I'm never going to preach. I'm never going to do anything. Um, but I was so afraid to ask God because I was afraid that I didn't like what he had for me. Sure. Um, so during this years, I've learned that his will is good. Yeah. I'm going to like it. I'm yeah. going to be pleased by it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be perfect. And that's that's what I would say to me five years ago. Like, don't worry. Don't think it that much. Trust yeah. in the Lord. He yeah. knows you. Yeah. So he knows what you want, what yeah. you like, and he made you. So mm-hmm. it will be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will 
teach myself that better, like trusting the Lord. He is a good father. Yeah. He will never put you in a situation or he never will put you to do something that you're not going to be pleased sure. or you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. And of course, with the will of God, grace comes. Sure. And I think that's what I have to repeat myself constantly. <laughs> like maybe you never imagine doing ministry, yeah. but it's not your plans. It's his. Yeah. Um, don't try to figure out your life with your own understanding, mm -hmm. with your own strength. Let him do it because he has the best for it. So yeah. I will teach myself that. Well, now my answer is not. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back. You want to go back? <laughs> no, I'm just it's like, I want to be more spiritual. It's like, I just told my guy to have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> like following his footsteps. Oh, I love that. Both of those responses are so truthful and so good. And I think so many of us in life, you know, tell ourselves different things naturally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Five years from now, really, I don't think anybody out there would have imagined their life to be yeah. what it is right now here in 2021. Um, when you look back at it all, but there's so much power in both those points that you are saying. And I love that because a lot of times I know even in my own life where I've gone back, I don't necessarily do a lot of self-reflection, mm -hmm. but I'm learning to that self-reflection is so important because when we do that and we examine ourselves <clears throat> naturally and spiritually, it makes us better. And I know that's something that the Lord, he really keeps telling me is who you are right now is not the fullness of who I'm calling you to be. Like that's it's good. a process of learning and trusting and it's a process of, you know, making yourself better on all levels, whether it's marriage or parenting or ministry, um, business, whatever it may be. So I love both those answers. They're good. All right. Number three. So this is kind of talking about books. And I have to tell you guys, like I used to hate reading. Like I was despised it. And like way back in the day, different careers and jobs that I've done, they would ask us to read. And I that was like the worst thing you could ask me to do and especially read on leadership. I was just like, yeah. like we're already in leadership. What else can I possibly <laughs> learn? You know? Um, but through all that, it actually made me want to read where now I've challenged myself the last several years to read at least one book a month. And so I've come a long way, but I so appreciate the value of re uh, reading books. So um, what favorite books are you guys currently reading? Or maybe you just finished reading a book that you're like, your listeners have to go get this book. Uh so <laughs> we like to go to Barnes and Noble mm -hmm. just because it's like, oh, you know, all this knowledge come to my brain yeah. now. But like reading it is kind of hard. But uh, this last time that we went, like we always like to go and like, you know, buy what we're going to read and just check it out or see it and then buy it on Amazon because it might be cheaper. But when we when we went, I, was, I just told Carolina, like, I really don't want to buy a book like uh I don't want to say a Christian book. It's just like, I don't want to buy a, like a, another leadership book or anything. Cause it's like, <laughs> Oh, like to me, it, it just becomes a chore sure. instead of just like enjoyment. It's like, I just want to grab a book to read that I am just going to enjoy. And it's like, instead of binging on Netflix, 
Yeah. You gotta read, so it's maybe like smarter to do it, or at yeah. least you look smarter. <laughs> yeah. and, and so the book I'm reading right now is not is not anything. So I'll give you the book I'm reading right now just okay. to answer it, but then I'll give you a good book that's like, oh, it's gonna change your life. Uh, yeah, we uh, like so, so the book I'm reading right now is a book actually called Missionaries, and I just liked it for the with the title. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with like what you would think, like go change the nations and go ye. It's yeah. it's about an army guy that ends up in the in Colombia and it's it li it's a really good book that explains like the whole conflict of Colombia and huh. like when it comes to drug traffic but when it comes to uh, paramilitaries when it comes to the guerrillas when it comes to and when I say guerrillas it's like the ones that shoot not yeah, like not the, the apes not the banana eating <laughs> ones and like oh and how the government's involved and how the U.S. government's involved in it too and it, I don't know I just found it it's like it's just like a very good read and it's yeah. easy and it's got like five different characters I mean it's so that's what I'm reading right now but uh I just got finished I actually found it online it's uh it was a PDF that you could download, and it's John G. Lake's book, A Hunger for God. And I've always been impressed by John G. Lake because he's like, you know, the guy that's like got healing in his hands and mm -hmm. like where I think they put measles in his hands once and it died. Wow. Uh, like under a microscope, they checked it. And so he's like this missionary that no one wanted him to go to Africa because of like the measles epidemic. And he was like, you know, I've got the power of God yeah. inside. So it's like, super powerful and he's talking about the hunger of god and how like hunger will actually affect and change your decisions so when you're hungry you know it, it'll direct what you want to do what you want to say and yeah. so he does a story about like going like 60 years ago into his house he was so hungry he found like this big block of bread and just ate it all and then his wife comes in and is like wait did you just eat that and then like she goes on to explain you know that we were going to give that to the cows because it, it actually had stuff for the cows and he didn't even feel it because he was so hungry. So he goes to say like, you know, even when you, when you are hungry, like, you know, what you intake, it's just, you know, you really, you're not picky with it either. Yeah. So sometimes we're picky with listening to the word or yeah. listening to a Christian podcast or whatever. That's because we've already been filled by other things that we've sure. been binging on. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but if you really are hungry and so like he goes and the whole book is based on Matthew five, six, it's like, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you know, yeah. you will be filled. So that was a pretty good book that yeah. I just read. And my favorite book in the past year is whisper by Mark Patterson. Yeah. Uh, if I, I think it's the most, down to earth and best communicated uh, book about hearing the voice of God. Yeah. Like it's, he mentioned seven, seven ways in which God communicates. Mm -hmm. It's like promptings, people, doors, pain, all that stuff. And when he talks about pain to me, it's like beautiful <laughs> because yeah. as a word of faith guy, like I was born in the word of faith, like pain is like the enemy. Yeah. It's like, super <laughs> and it's, like, this is not calling out anyone. It's just like how we were raised. It's, yeah. you know, like you cast that out and yeah. everything. And then he <laughs> like writes a story about, he doesn't write it. He, in his book, he mentions a story about Jesus healing the lepers. Mm -hmm. And he says that the sickness that the lepers had apart from like limbs falling and stuff is like, they couldn't feel pain. And so when Jesus mm -hmm. heals the lepers, he actually brings back the ability of feeling pain. Mm -hmm. And so it, when Jesus brings that back, like it's like part of Jesus healing is for them to feel pain again, because pain is an indicator. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And so when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, this is like rocking my yeah. world because it's like I wasn't taught this. <laughs> sure. and, uh, but it's very good. Like even with pain, you know, mm-hmm. like God uses pain to yeah. talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, Whisper, Mark Batterson, incredible book. It is a good book. I've read that book. It's really good. Like that point you mentioned about pain. It's very truthful and people that have grown up in word of faith circles don't like to talk about that or mm-hmm. what people have walked through, but there's so much power, I believe in you hearing what you've walked through, but also the other people that hear it and know that yeah. like you were saying earlier, Carolina, that God is still good, that he's yeah. still got a plan for your life. So, okay. What books are you into Carolina? Okay. So I just finished the secrets of a powerful prayer. Yeah. Um, I think it was Lane Hammond and Patsy Caminetti wrote it. And sometimes we think that because we were born Christians and we've been in church our whole life, we know how to pray. Yeah. But we need actually to learn. Yeah. I mean, the disciples ask Jesus, teach us. Yeah. And he've seen and heard him pray a prayer all day. Sure. And all the time they spend with him and so i think it is an special need to actually learn Mm -hmm. how to pray and learn the types of prayer and i think there's power in there because in james he says like sometimes we don't receive yeah because we don't know how to ask sure and we need to learn not only how to ask but we need to learn how to consecrate ourselves Mm -hmm. to jesus again and again every day and we need to know if we are desperate how do you pray when you can i mean when you don't have anything left inside of you Mm -hmm. uh when you don't have words how do you pray when you don't have words how do you pray when you don't even feel that you want to pray how do you pray when you feel that there's no even faith at all to Mm -hmm. pray or believe Mm -hmm. so i think that a book really changed my way of spending my time with God. Mm. And it really rocked me because you need to understand um, like the purpose and the, yeah, the why you're Mm -hmm. in God's presence day by day. Maybe today I'm in God's presence just because I want him and I need him and I'm going to exalt exalt him and thanksgiving and worship. But maybe tomorrow that's not the why of my, yeah presence of visit mm, that's good maybe tomorrow i just need need to ask yeah. or and maybe next day will be god i'm just going to be honest with you mm. i'm feeling this yeah i'm not seeing what your promise <laughs> what it's going on yeah and what i really highlight of that a book that i really liked they give you a lot of technical mm. and um yeah like really technical stuff but they also t- teach you how to be real and jamming yeah like before god yeah Uh, you cannot pretend when you're with him Mm. with him it's so true you gotta be you yeah in his presence Mm. because if you're not you there um he cannot work with you or Mm. your prayer or your request Mm -hmm. so i really like that book because of that that's so good i love that too how you said what's the why of your prayer because we do that. We go to God through different times and we're like, okay, today I'm praying because today was awful. Like yeah. I need you to show up or today I just need to be in your presence because I haven't taken time mm-hmm. to get in your presence and the why behind the prayer, man, that'll totally preach. That's such a good point because we all need prayer. Yeah. And I think it's good too, because a lot of times, especially 
we, you know, we have so many listeners that some are Christians, some are not. And there is power in prayer that is just, you know, communicating with God, being real with God yeah. and not trying to make it sound so super spiritual, even yeah. when you pray, but just tell God everything. I mean, like you said, he already knows your thoughts and your feelings and what you truly are feeling anyway. So it's like, just express that in words. That's so true. And there's something that I really like too about that book that I really noticed that lately when you don't have word inside of you, it mm. is so hard to pray. Yeah. Sometimes we ask like, why is not working? Like I come to the presence. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to intercede. I don't know how to ask. Mm. Um, it's because if you don't have word inside of you, yeah, it will be really hard to pray. Yeah. Um, and at the end prayer is intimate time with God, mm -hmm. but the way you, know him is not spending time with him but just reading what he said yeah just hearing his words yeah so i think sometimes we struggle in prayer because mm. we are not filled enough with his word yeah and the way we pray it's actually taking his words sometimes yeah too, and yeah. remembering him and mm. the devil and the situation this is not me talking this is god talking yeah to me. yeah but if we don't have his words it will be really hard to pray mm. totally so good all right, so you guys know we do hashtags on the podcast, and all of our listeners know this too. I don't, I can't even honestly remember how we came up with making it where it's hashtags, but um, we've just kind of rolled with that. And so today's hashtag, y'all, is called I Am Help. And so I want to tell you guys, you know, John and Carolina, they um, started this nonprofit organization called I Am Help. When did y'all start this? The like the idea. Yeah, like how did the came, idea? Yeah, so I mean, we mentioned that like we didn't. I mean, we got married because we love each other, <laughs> and, obviously, and yeah. all of that. But we didn't know how to kind of like fuse our lives together. Yes. So Carolina, a very successful designer, and like her business is very successful, and like she, I mean, she's yeah. got. She's got it going with that. Yes. And I was uh, working in my dad's ministry and that was like our whole life. Uh -huh. And our youth ministry was exploding as well. It was just good. But we like we didn't find a place where we both could kind of like where it would overlap. Yeah. And then I felt. Because I think we we had our own your own thing but, it's but we, together. at that moment we didn't know or we didn't find at that Moment. Yeah, we weren't looking for it. We weren't looking for sure. a mutual purpose. Sure. And that's so important for marriage. It's, we were so kind of, it's like we were kind of waiting for one of us to kind of like give in to yeah, the Yeah, like, you like, choose my call. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, my I call is still going. So, I mean, if you want. And, and it was fun because... <laughs> because, the re because you were at a church, you thought that was the way. But no, because to be fair, like I also, I started a business too, in importing and it, like it business, uh, yeah. and export, like business. And we would import fruit and stuff and yeah. it was called fruit. And so I have it in my heart. One day like, you will see it in Walmart the and it's like, the fruit will come forth for sure. Uh, and so like, I, I guess it was just a dance we between like, see our place in each of one 
of our, of yeah, our life. like individual sure. purposes. Yes, we were trying to yeah. see how can I fit in his life and how can I fit in her life. Sure, but still, can ha can I keep my life? Sure. And it, ever since we got married, God put it in my heart. Like he just gave me one word mm. and it was transition. transition. Mm. And so I thought he was just talking about like, you're about to get married. It's going to be a transition. <laughs> like get ready to pick up your clothes and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, like that, but it was more than that. Like God started uh, in Spanish. The word is inquietad, which is kind of, it's kind of like stirring. Like it was making you like uncomfortable. Like it's like, you know, when you feel God's like pushing you, it's like, why? Like, I'm like, we're doing everything right. It's mm -hmm. perfect. Like we're happy, you know, successful in our world and stuff. Uh, and so eventually. But we didn't feel that we were fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. we were successful, but not being fulfilled. Like we had just come off of like a youth conference, like the biggest youth conference we've ever had, like thousands of kids and where we did it was like the best like the premium location in bogota like literally the first christians to ever do it in that place like it was it was rocking and like we i finished that and i didn't feel fulfilled i was like this was like this is i mean it was all right it was but great I don't, but yeah <laughs> yeah and so and so as we were like we were kind of like you know picking at the thread and seeing where it was going to take us um and so uh, we finally decided that we had to move out like we and a lot of a lot of things started happening that started like funneling us towards that mm -hmm. like we, we have to move out like i have to transition the youth ministry to someone else and just move uh, move away and so i thought it was missions because i'm a missionary kid sure. and so i was like you know god just wants us to be missionaries as well and so i started like in my private time talking to god and asking him like where is it i've always had it in my heart southeast asia specifically cambodia you know specifically Pan, Pan, Phnom Penh, mm. which is like the capital of cambodia and that's because of a book i read when i was like five or six called anointed for burial like there's this whole like <laughs> backstory to it and so I was, and I'm like, I was ready. I've always been ready. Like, I'm like, I'm ready to die whenever you want me to like, you know, a hundred percent all in. Cause that's everything I want to do. I want to do it like that. So I'm like, you yeah. want me to be a martyr. Great. But I was like, but now I'm married father. And I don't know if she wants to be a martyr. It's changed. Like, changed yes. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I don't know if she also wants to die for the cause of Christ. <laughs> And so as we were talking, like uh, she's always had it in her heart and I'll let her uh, talk about that, but also like helping yeah. mi missionaries and stuff like that. And so then as we were like picking at this thread, God told us, you know, not to like the, what he said was don't reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't go start a ministry just because you can, or don't sure. go like be a missionary just because you, you think so. Yeah. Like there's already missionaries that are out there and I want you to help them. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like the name starts from like, I am help. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we named it, I am help was because we didn't want it to become like our ministry. Sure. Like this is John and Carolina's ministry yeah. or it, we wanted it to just be kind of like not generic, but we wanted to be like neutral in the sense of like, we come in to help other missionaries and, and what they anyone. are doing and anyone mm -hmm. can be that help. Sure. And so like the tagline that we have is, you know, connecting or bridging the gap between uh, people that are helping and people that want to help. Because we notice that there's just a lot of people, like when we would post like, hey, we went to the Amazon jungle and like, we once uh, through the youth ministry that we had, 
we brought Christmas to the jungle and, and they had never celebrated Christmas to that point. And so like the whole thing was in a place where you can find thousands of trees, they had never seen a Christmas tree before. Mm -hmm. And and so we brought toys and we, it was cool. I love that one because we went like months before and we asked them as like, you know, what would be your dream gift? And so kids were like, I would want, yeah, like a mailman came in and like just the whole, like we wanted to do it great. They were just like, they literally were humble enough to be like, you know, I just like some like goalie mitts yeah. or stuff like that. Just like or a doll. A doll and stuff. And so we had, we had raised enough money to like go all out. So whoever asked for like a Barbie, we bought them the Barbie and the Barbie the yes. La house and castle and Ken and everything like just all out. So when we came in that first Christmas, like it just blew their minds. Like there was just one boy that asked took for the a courage yeah. and asked for a bike. Wow. And, and of course we, we bought it yeah. for him. And obviously it's hard to wrap a bike. So yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. a bike even when it's wrapped. But it was amazing because when the bike came, the other kid says like, oh, we should ask, ask for, for more. Yeah. I mean, they brought it. So we gave them even more of what they were expecting. It was more than enough. I mm-hmm. mean, if you asked for globes for a goalie, you got the ball, you got the, the soccer cleats, soccer, yeah. everything, everything you got. Yeah. So they knew if you ask, this guy has the capacity to and give whatever he asked. Yeah. And then next year, their yeah. faith, of course, increased. increased They're like, sure. so so we're asking for bikes. We want bikes, <laughs> Xboxes. Like, they were all out. But to me, that was funny because sure. it's like, I mean, you should. You're like, you should be asking yeah. for more. But so anyway, we would post this just, you know, like, hey, we just did this. And then like, I mean, I don't want to say hundreds of people, but a lot of people would like text us or write yeah. to us and you're like, Hey, we would have loved to be a part. We would have loved to support that. We would have loved to everything. Absolutely. So we started noticing that, you know, there's people that need help and there's people that want to help sure. and the, and it's hard for the people like to connect both. And so we wanted to be that, that bridge of like, you know, just raising not only funds for missionaries, but just raising awareness of like, Hey, you know, these missionaries are doing these things, you know, like if you want to help, you know, maybe help this guy or maybe help this girl yeah. or maybe help this missionary. And, and sometimes you don't help just because you don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not aware. And uh, as a missionary kid, I know what it's like to be 11 months out in the mission field. And then that one month that you come back, it's not vacation, it's itinerating. Mm-hmm. So like my vacations, quote unquote, would be riding a minivan all throughout the United States, going to wherever doors are open to talk about what you're doing. And to me, like that was fun. It's like you get to ride in a car for 11 hours and then go to the pool at night at a a rinky dink hotel, wherever it is. And and, I mean, that I didn't know people were actually having legitimate vacations. Like I just thought (laughs) this is what you do. You just ride a Dodge Caravan for all summer. And so once I started realizing this, I'm like, you know, we can donate in a sense yeah. or sembrar. Uh, so uh, some of our time or years uh, to actually itinerate for missionaries to where they only have one month out of the year to come back and do that. And then they have to go. Uh, and so we're like, what if we just do that for them? And so anywhere we would preach, we'd like raise funds and then send it to them as like, or just connect them to them. Or it's like, you know, you don't even have to use I am help. Like if you just want to meet the missionary directly, just meet them, connect with them, support them. Like, this is what we want to do. 
And, and part of the heart was, I know, I know what it is to like really never have vacations. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then we talked with the missionary and he explained it to us. It's like, you know, missionaries are like frontline soldiers that come back to beg for bullets. And, and I like that, like, well, that, that has to like pluck on your heartstrings a little yeah. bit. And you're like, I mean, you know, we want to help them so that it's not like they have to always come back and, and to like ask for more support. And no missionary is begging like that. Sure, that that's yeah. a strong word. That, I mean, missionaries are hardcore faith people yeah. where they're leaving everything. But yeah. like what, what would happen if like we come in to help and what if they would have more support? Yeah. And another missionary told us like support to a missionary is like fuel to a car. It helps them keep going. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so we want to just provide as much fuel as possible. I love to that. missionaries. That's yeah. so good. How do people like how do you hear of a project or a need? Is it like missionaries you already know around the world or you just are out and about and meet people? How does that process work? Like they have a need, they have a project, let's help them. Yeah. All of the missionaries that we support, um, and that's what I really love about I'm Help, it's based on relationship. Yeah. So that's the way we know them. It just through relationship mm -hmm. uh, because it's not only try to raise funds for them. We yeah. want to know them. Yeah. We want to hear their stories. Yeah. Because if we don't know and hear from their yeah. um, mouth, their stories, there's no way we can tell sure. the story to someone else. Yeah. So we, the way, I mean, and God has been placing the missionaries. We've never searched yeah. for missionaries. Yeah. They just appears Come, yeah. there <laughs> and awesome. we start a relationship with them and God just put in our hearts. I mean, one day he said yeah. like, okay, support this missionary in Peru. Mm. And when we contact her, she was crying and she told us like yesterday, mm. my uh, savings were. Yeah. She just had finished like burned through her savings and she had nothing else. Nothing yeah. else. Like that but day. It was that crazy. Day. Wow. And God was speaking to us because mm. he knew the need of, Paola mm -hmm. and he's she's in Peru yeah. so it's through relationship with the missionaries but it's also through relationship with God sure he is the one who just yeah. says and give the instruction like this missionary needs help that missionary needs help yeah or contact this missionary and tell ask them uh, their stories yeah or what do they need so yeah. that's actually how we meet and we learn and we just notice the needs because mm. we have a relationship with them. Sure. And the needs are so great. I mean, like you were saying all around the world with different missionaries and hearing their stories through relationship, like, and, and probably a lot of them, you know, missionaries over there and John could probably talk about this too. Like sometimes you don't know the need and sometimes being over in the mission field, you don't know how to express the need to others on how yeah. they can get involved and help out. And that's why I am help is so powerful because it's literally a resource and a tool of a mission that God has put in y'all's heart to do something so specific um, like this. Like personally, I had never even heard of anything like this until Ryan was telling me about it and you know, y'all's heart with it and what y'all do. And I'm like, that is incredible. Like it truly is powerful. Like I don't know of anybody out there that does something like that, but like you were saying too, like has the heart behind it where it's not like, Hey, this is us and our ministry, but this is what, 
the purpose, like you said, of even your marriage, that God has put something so strategic and so unique within your hearts to accomplish for other people and not even yourself. There's so much power and even blessing in that. How, um, what would y'all say, like, how can people that are listening, um, and we'll talk about this at the end too, how when people begin to follow y'all too on social media and follow I Am Help, but what is the best way that people can get involved and be able to give to I Am Help? Or, you know, you're talking about it on your social media and you're like, hey, we're helping out this missionary with this project, or how can they get involved? Uh, I think the easiest way is um, through our website. One of the, and the reason why our website is because there you could like sign up uh, for the newsletter and stuff like that. One thing we've noticed is like the whole premise of what we do is based on relationship. Yeah. And so in the same way, uh, like we're not like a big uh, NGO. I was going to say ONG. Is a, a big <laughs> NGO where yeah. like we'll promote everything and you'll see is because yeah. Uh, I mean, self-promotion is not our thing, but at yeah. the same time, we're not like, we're not here just to make missions trendy, right? Yes. Like, and other people can do that. And it's just not what we're called what to your do. Assignment is, we yeah. want, we, we purpose to do it in a more intimate level to yeah. where when people donate, you know, we want the feedback to be as personable as we can do it, sure. uh, as personal as possible as well. And so I think through our website, which is being built right now, and that's like a testimony because yeah. uh, we we participated in this big like giveaway to get a new website. Yeah. Uh, and amongst I don't know how many people uh, we we won it, and so it's like this that's massive awesome. website that is being built for us, like tailor made. So that's gonna be cool. But as of right now, we still have like a landing page yeah. where you can go in and support. It's a donor box page. Yeah. Literally, it's, it's the most direct. But once like it's kind of like once you're in, then uh -huh. you start getting like the real feedback and okay. the real videos and the real like. And when we do go to the mission field and hopefully it starts opening back up again. Yeah. Uh, that, that's when you start getting like the official feedback of like, hey, you know, that when we said we we're going to support Iraq this is what like this is exactly what was happening and what we did yeah. and like your money actually bought this or we did this or we accomplished this yeah and, and so we always want to keep it like more personal mm -hmm. and, and that's what we strive for yeah and also in social media we try to post everything we've done yeah and to just put the missionaries there so instagram account will be something good it's been a long time that we haven't post just having a a yeah. normal job and sure. trying to do the sure. organization and, and ministry it's kind of hard yeah we know god will provide to a point that we can do full time yeah but at this moment if you want to see what we've done until now it's been almost two years yeah um in um, in instagram you can see okay. every project and everything that we've done okay now. and what is that tell everybody what that instagram is it's the handle uh, help dot I am. Okay. So I don't know who has the I am help one, but if you are listening to this, <laughs> sell it to me now because he never responds. But right now it's help dot I am and the website is I am help dot co. Okay. Uh, and so both of those and yeah, and usually uh, one of those two ways you just connect with us, like you'll send us a message or whatever, okay. like we'll do what we can to connect 
you to I am help and connect you to missionaries as well. And like coming up, we're, we're going to start also like having missions trips too, as well through I am help to support the specific missionaries yeah. and stuff like that. So that that's been, that's been like interesting. Of what's and once, happening. Uh, once we have the web, side it will be ease way easier yeah to see how can you connect how can you join to pray to donate to go to the trips and also to know better each missionary because another thing that we've been doing is not only to raise awareness but we want to write their stories mm -hmm. um because if we don't have a reference of missionaries uh nowadays how the next generation will know and see how to do it yeah i think honoring the that generation of missionaries sure. um has an enormous blessing and will teach next generations yeah to do it so we've been writing their stories so each missionary that we support we take the time to write their stories mm -hmm. um so in the page you will see I don't know, missionary John Paul, and you have yeah. almost three pages if you want <laughs> yeah. to know him better and yeah. to connect with him and send him a message. So I think the webpage will help a lot yeah. to yeah. make tangible the heart and the purpose of Adam Help. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be out in August. So we are there. Yes. We are there. Yeah. Yes. Well, guys, I'm so excited. Thank you all so much for being on the podcast today. I just love hearing, like you said, people's stories and their heart about what God has put in their heart for the season they're in. And I'm looking forward to y'all's future, too, to just see what God wants to do with I'm Help and where he's taking y'all. And I'm excited to be a fly on the wall um, just to know you guys personally. Like, I know we're not like super BFFs or anything <laughs> like that, but just the time that I've gotten to know you and just hearing Ryan's heart about you guys and what y'all accomplish and how much he loves you. I literally joke with Ryan all the time and I'm like, I think John is like your brother in a weird <laughs> way. I'm not sure how, but y'all really get each other. Um, so you guys are super play a big part in our family's life as well. So thank y'all for being on the podcast today and Guys, if you're listening, don't forget to uh, like it or share it if that's something the Lord's putting on your heart to do. And we'll see you back here on another episode with Straight Talk with Hope. Peace out. Have a great week.